Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith Frischkorn from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we're going to hear uh, Morgan Fairchild's uh, haunting of her. This is uh, the fifth season, episode nine. Without further ado, here we go. I didn't know if I believed in ghosts or not, but living in this house made me a believer. wanted to let you know it was playing games with you. Scared the hell out of me. Like there's an energy in there waiting for me. Or is it waiting for Morgan? There's a man here. He's hesitating to come through, though. There's a reason for that. I see things flying around this kitchen. Yeah, that's the day I left. This spirit started to enjoy antagonizing you. I could feel him watching me. So, Aren't you scared to death? I was absolutely terrified. I think I'm in for a wild ride today. My name is Kim Russo, and I am a psychic medium. When I was nine, I was visited by the first of many dead people who wanted to communicate with the living through me. Realizing that I couldn't ignore my abilities, I chose to embrace them. Many people are haunted by traumatic paranormal events buried in their past. Some of these people have faces you might recognize. You've heard about their paranormal experiences. Now you are about to witness the moment they take me back to the place of the haunted in the hopes of uncovering the truth. The haunting of Morgan Fairchild. Dallas, Texas. We are in my hometown of Dallas, and we are about to go over to the house I lived in when I was a young newlywed, and we lived there with my husband and his mother. It was an important formative period of my life that I spent in this house and not always pleasant and and sometimes a little scary i always considered myself open-minded as they say but this this house made me a believer i'm in dallas texas i'm headed morgan fairchild i remember her as the vixen and dallas and falcon crest she's she's been known for her feisty roles She's stunningly gorgeous, real classy lady. She seems so composed and together and just controlled in a sense. And I can't wait to meet her really. She had some sort of experience when she was younger uh, that she cannot explain. Sometimes that happens when you are not secure with yourself or when you don't know who you are yet. Sometimes entities from the other side can sense your vulnerability and they try to prey on people like that. And that could be what happened to her at the time. March the 3rd, 19, or 
2019. Morgan Fairchild, parent and celebrity ghost story. Telling their shocking experiences. I'd gotten married at 17, and so I'd really never lived away from home before, and we were living with my husband's mother. I was aware that there was something else in the house. I could feel that I was being watched sometimes. Things would move. Things were never where you left them. I definitely felt the presence all the time. I was home alone one night. And I heard someone at the front door. I went down. And there was nobody there. So I went back upstairs. Excuse me. And in a couple of minutes, I hear footsteps coming up the stairs. You could just hear, you know, boom, boom. And it sounds like it's standing in the door of the room where I am. I mean, the hair on the back of my neck went up, and I am now scared to death. Finally, I worked up all my nerve, you know, go and look around. And there's nobody there. And I could feel someone watching me. I had a, a sense that it was a male someone. Someone across the hallway. So this kind of thing started happening with some frequency. There was always a strong sense Celebrity that just whatever didn't want me in there. I was not welcome. Eventually, I told my mother-in-law because uh, it was her house. I mean, I thought she might have some idea. She kind of blew it off. She was of a different generation and, you know, just blew it off. And then one Saturday morning, I was sort of still half asleep in the bed. My husband was down the hall in the bathroom shaving. And this pillow hit me in the back of the head so hard it just knocked the breath out of me and I turned around there's nobody there my husband was still down the hall shaving there was no way he could get out of the room that fast he would have had to come across the whole room it was like somebody came from behind and went but it hurt the final kicker for me was I had had the flu really bad. My mother had come over to help take care of me. And so she had put me into my mother-in-law's room while she was going to change the linens in, in our bedroom. I had been, by this time, sort of talking to this gentleman for a long time. Now I'm looking over here at the window, and I'm, I'm looking at the blinds, and I said, you know, I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If you can hear me, rattle the blinds. And the blinds over here on the other side of the room pull out about three feet. And we made so much noise pulling back that I turned in time to see how far out it was from the wall and then this huge crash into the wall. 
and nothing else in the room moved. There was never any doubt in my mind that he did what I asked him to do and he scared the hell out of me. We lived there for a little over two years and um, the occurrences happened the entire time I was there. I mean, it never stopped and I never felt the presence after I left the house and certainly after I got divorced. Present day. My marriage went downhill when it started when I was in this house. You know, they had a lot of traumas, not just with the entity, with, you know, with my husband and the in-laws, because he always told me I wouldn't amount to anything, so. It is sort of bringing me back how hard it was for me to get out of here. Today, I think, is going to be very interesting because there's already energy coming through from the other side. There's an aggressive man with me. He's big in stature. This man is used to getting what he wants. He's wearing suspenders, and he keeps banging his fist on the desk. So he's aggravated about something. I'm also seeing, I'm actually feeling children energy. There's, there's two little, move this ahead a little boy bit. and girl running around. She's telling me what's It looks what's, like a know. long time ago because of Morgan Fred they're dressed in knickers. It's a little unnerving to have him suddenly be gone. I don't know, so maybe it is something saying, yeah, it's time to come back, come for a visit. We'll see if Kim feels the same presence or something totally different. My ex would have been very happy to just keep living there in the circumstances we were in forever, and I, I just, um, I couldn't. Hi, Morgan. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to meet you. Same here. Same here. How long has it been since you've been back? Um, maybe 72, 1972. So it's been a while. How do you feel coming back? It's a little weird, you know. So many memories. How long did you stay? I was here about three years. You know, when you're young, it seems like a long time. And so you had an experience, or several, I understand. Several. I didn't know if I believed in ghosts or not, but living in this house made me a believer because it did things to me. I started already tuning in, mm -hmm. and um, I do sense a man, mm -hmm. uh, a burly man, a big burly man. Just so you know, there's a woman in that room in the corner, mm -hmm. and she was peeking out behind the curtain. We'll see who she is when we go in. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about going in? I'm kind of curious to see if anybody is here from my period, you know, from my time. I'm going to tell you something that I didn't You're expect him to just say. He did just admit to me that he was on some sort of substance that did not allow him to feel things from his heart. Did you even know about that? 
Um, toward the end, I found out, yeah. I don't know if he ever called you his angel, but he always felt you were too good for him. He said that sometimes. He said that. He says, I didn't deserve her. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit more to it than that. Oh, but, sure, yeah, But sure. yes, he, he behaved rather badly. I do think he may be with us all day, but I can't swear to it. It wouldn't shock me if he puts his two cents in as we go through our day. I don't know how you feel about that. I see things flying around this kitchen. So you had to, like, fight for your life. Yeah, that's the day I left. Haunting of Morgan Fairchild. So I would go in to clean it and keep up with things. Well, let's go she look divorced her husband. I'll see if I can feel more in there. Okay. This is Mary's room, and this is the one where I always felt he really did not want me in here. This is where I saw the lady outside peeking through this the, is window. the window. That's Mary. That is your ex-mother-in-law. It's her house. And the room looked a bit different when I lived here. She used to have a two twin beds here. There's one here, one right there. And I had had the flu for a few days. And my mother had come over to take care of me because Jack wasn't paying any attention. So she came in here. She set me down on this twin bed here. Mm -hmm. So I was lying facing this way on the twin bed, sort of getting over the flu. And I heard this noise very soft because it was totally still. It was winter. All the windows were closed. I heard this just like the sound of a saliva pop right here. And I thought it was my mother had come in to see if I was awake. She put me back in the other room and not, nothing there. So I said, if you can hear me, just flutter those blinds. And then the blinds come out like three feet and crash back down. <laughs> um, and I definitely knew he was here and he heard me. Obvious. And we communicated. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, no getting over that one. <laughs> Scared the hell out of me. My mother came running in from the other room. She thought I'd fallen and hurt myself being sick because of this huge crash. But you didn't know who he was. No, I didn't know who he was. Okay. I just knew he was in here. I knew he didn't like me coming in here. Correct. So let me ask you a question. Hmm. You said he didn't want you in here. Do you think she would have wanted you in here? You were a threat. You were a threat from day one. Do you realize that? I, that's what I'm seeing. Oh, no, I never thought of myself as a threat. I was a kid. To her. Yeah. Taking her son away on some level. Mm-hmm. Him loving you more than her. I know that sounds bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's how it's coming across. As a matter of fact, she's here right now. I think she knows very well why we're back. And I have to tell you that when she left this house, she looked up and said, Daddy, watch my stuff. Keep her out. She gave her father orders. Daddy, when I'm gone, watch my room. Such an innocent act. Yeah. 
but it turned into, I don't want her near my things. Mm -hmm. You, you were an intruder in her mind. She you feels like daddy's that. little girl. You, do you know anything about that? Here. He compromised your safety. He did say that. This is not juggling. This is called misdirection. This is called, see you later. That to me. I put her in Back danger. to the show. Mm -hmm. And I am sorry. I don't know why he's admitting this. I don't even know why he's saying this, but he said that he was not faithful to you. Are you aware of this? Oh, yeah. It's an admission. He's telling me that. He says, I, not only did I not respect her in the way that I should have as a wife, but I was not faithful. You tell him I forgive him and he should move on. I really, really feel that, that that's what he needed. Well, I felt very bad when I found out he was actually very ill and I tracked down a friend of his uh, the day I found out and said, I should, I should go to Dallas so I can tell him I forgive him. And his friend said, it's too late, he died this morning. I wanted to just tell him I forgive him and move on whether he actually asked for it or not. So. But I think the ending is even better. He did ask for it mm -hmm. and he did apologize. He had to say his piece, and believe it or not, he finally, on the other side, put his mother in her place. Now they're working hand in hand to make all the wrongs right, because you were not the only person that they affected in this life. Oh, I'm life. sure. <laughs> when you get to the other side, you cannot block out your actions of, of how you made people feel. And it was a time that he's not proud of. I feel like it's a time Mary is repenting for, believe it or not. I find that hard to believe. I do, I do, I do understand that you would find that hard to believe. But she is sorry. She is very sorry. Jack is the most sorry. I keep feeling even Andrew feels embarrassed coming through now, showing me that he acted in such a way that he's ashamed of. The three of them worked so hard to not make you feel welcome. You know, even back then, I always felt like it's their house. I'll tell you what, what I don't agree with with that statement. It is their house, but there are ways to treat people, no matter whose territory it is. It's a matter of respect, and they didn't show you any love or respect. No, that's true. And that's not okay. And they're sorry for it. I think this whole meeting was divinely planned. And perhaps it was planned by Jack. And, and I'm very, very happy to be the voice for this apology because I think it's serving both parties. I feel that. It's accepted and forgiven. Wanna go somewhere and talk? Yeah, sure. How do you feel? You know, it's, it's so odd because this comes <laughs> such full circle. The last time I left this house, it was with Mary chasing me around with a knife and a frying pad. It's amazing. And I got in that car and this I drove down the street and Jack came running after me. Don't leave, on. don't leave. And, uh, but when I left, I actually thought I was leaving him. 
I'd had it, I was leaving him. That's the last time I left this house. So to be back here now, it's much freer. I was kind of nervous coming in. I didn't know quite what to expect. Right. So I'll be leaving under much better circumstances. Yes, now. you will. The honeymoon years are supposed to be beautiful and fun and exciting. And mm -hmm. you were terrorized by some sort of ghost. And you were terrorized by the living as well. How would you say that this experience shaped your life? Well, it took me a long time to think that marriage wasn't a jail mm. after this. Right. But I haven't gotten married again. And I certainly never wanted to be sort of imprisoned in a relationship like I felt like I was here. What would you say to the younger Morgan that was living here as the person you are now? Would you have any advice for her? Get out sooner. I, I think what I would say to anybody else in that situation is start setting your own parameters of what is acceptable for you. And when it's not, oh you know, God. have the nerve to move on because we always want to save everything. Right, we want to be the nurturer. The nurturer, yeah. We're always the one trying to take care of everybody. And you are quite the nurturer. Yeah. It doesn't shock me that the children were drawn to you. Well, and thanks. that pets came through to thank you for rescuing them. Uh, and, and, and interestingly enough, the people who seem to have hurt you at the time are thanking you for everything you did for them. So what I take away from it is it doesn't matter how other people act, just always stay true to who you are. I'm so happy that you got your closure and you had your apology. It's huge. It will help this was them. A honey oh, good. And I would like them to be a fair to... child. Yes. All right, so we good? Season yes, we're good. Five, Thank you so much. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. I'll see this on Ellen and. I thought Kim was great in some ways that I expected or hoped for, in some ways that caught me by surprise. I'm hoping she's right. And I'm hoping that they are in a place to move on. They have gave me closure, at least, to sort of verbally be able to say, I, I release you and I forgive you. Mary, Jack, and Andrew had a lot of regrets. And I hope that Morgan can see the depth of the meaning of these messages today. And I hope she can apply it to her life. For anybody out there who is struggling with being a victim, being in an abusive relationship or anything like that, they have to learn how to take their power back, just like Morgan did. You cannot give love to anyone unless you give it to yourself first. There you have it. The haunting of Morgan Fairchild. Till we meet again, sleep tight.